welcome to There is Power in Your Story podcast, the podcast that integrates faith, health, and wellness. My name is Dr. Veronica Hardy, your host. I have a question for you. How often do you engage in self-care? That's what our guest today is here to speak with us about. Her name is Luvenia Locklear, and she has a counseling practice called Empowered Minds. Let's tune in to learn more about what Luvinia has to say about self-care. Luvinia, could you share a little bit about yourself with our audience? Yes, yes, I can, Dr. Hardy. Um, so my name is Lavinia LaClaire, and I have two businesses. First is Empower Minds, where I do mental health therapy, and I'm also a financial coach at Stable Financial Group. And I really like that title, Empowered Minds. Would you mind sharing how you came up with that title or even where it came from? Well, I think a lot of times I'm looking at how I can empower people in sessions because I think when we're working with people, it should be a collaborative approach. It's not just us telling people how to do different things. It's helping them find their own strength. So that's what I look think about when I'm talking about empowered. Very relevant for our topic today because many people are experiencing burnout. Self-care is a type of empowerment and it's also been getting a lot of attention lately. So how would you define self-care? Well, there's a lot of different definitions, but I like, I like to keep it simple. So for me, it's being proactive about taking care of you and where you're not having a negative consequences. So sometimes you can have things that are self-care for you, but may have negative consequences. So effective self-care is where there's no negative consequences involved. That's a good point. Oftentimes when people think about self-care, they only think of the good things or the positive things, but we can also have those negative self-care practices too that actually take away from us or harm us in some way. So thank you for making that distinction between the two. Um, Another question is, in your opinion, why is self-care important for basically everyone, especially within, say, helping professions? I think it's important for everyone, but I think in the helping professions, we have no problem getting in there and getting our hands dirty, so to say. A lot of times, with that being said, that can easily lead to stress, that can easily lead to burnout, and if you're not taking care of yourself, the thing that you once loved to do, it can easily get to where you don't love it anymore. So that's why you have to get in the practice of taking care of you first before you try to give all these different things out to other people. Also think about, you know, um, a scripture that comes to my mind is in a, Exodus 18, 18 through 19 says, but Moses' father-in-law said to him, what you are doing is good, is not good. Surely you and these people with you would wear yourself out because the task is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. That scripture is perfect, a perfect reflection of self-care. And when I think about helping professionals, they are often on the front line and pouring energy into whatever it is that they're doing or how they are helping other people. But when you become overwhelmed or burnt out, that passion and that energy decreases. I, well, I think there are many myths out there about self-care. What are myths that, that you may have come across? But number one myth I hear a lot is, is being selfish. That is so true because I hear that one too. It's often viewed as a a negative or self-indulging practice, but it's meant to help nurture us and promote our mental and physical wellness. So we look at some scriptures um, that a lot of times people are saying, okay, I need to be taking care of somebody else first before myself, but there's some scriptures that sheds light on that too. 
So if we look at Matthew 22, 37 through 39, and he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest commandment. And the second is like this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So the key thing is loving your neighbor as yourself. A lot of times people are thinking, putting that person above yourself, but it's taking care of you as you would your neighbor. That's a great link between the scriptures and applying it to us. Loving our neighbors as ourselves mean, yes, you have to be able to take care of yourself to even know how to truly reach out and take care of someone else. With practicing self-care, what are some of the, the methods or techniques that you tend to use? Well, I love going to the gym. I work out about five or six days a week. I do meditation. I like to read, write, spend time with family and friends. There's a few things that I like to do. And when I listen to that, I hear how it's it's kind of focusing on the whole person. You said reading, writing, the working out. Have you always practiced self-care? No, I haven't. <laughs> you know, a lot of times, you know, one thing I tell new social workers or people who are just going into any health and profession, you know, one thing I always talk about is self-care because I had to learn it the hard way. Um, a turn, there was a turning point for me when my family kept saying to me that I, all I talked about was my work and that I was working all the time. So people were telling me that, but when your family starts saying that, you need to make start making some changes and evaluate what can you do differently. What something that really stood out was you need to make some changes and really look at what you can do differently. So I often think of that as taking an inventory or evaluating your life, seeing what's there, seeing what's helpful, and then determining what can be removed, such as what are the unhealthy or unproductive things in your life. What are some steps to help with self-care? One thing I tell people, self-care is unique to everyone. So what I do may not be beneficial for you, so I encourage people to look at what brings happiness to them that don't have a negative outcome. And so some examples could be enjoying a sunset or a sunrise, taking a walk, playing pillow fight with your family. The possibilities are endless. So there's so much that we can do. Before we close, is there one, say, main point you really want our listeners to take away from our conversation about self-care today? Yeah, I think the major thing I want people to grab hold to is that self-care is not just when you're stressed. Self-care should be something you're doing every day. It's one thing I encourage people to look at because a lot of times um, when I'm working with individuals, I say, you know, there's going to be challenges that come up, but if you're working on self-care every day, that's going to help decrease some of your stress that may come up. And that's going to be this thing called life happens. So that would be the thing I encourage people to do is work on self-care, not just when they're getting burned out when they feel like they have to do something, but working on something daily, even if it's only one thing, they're doing something for yourself daily. Good point. So being intentional, making this a daily practice for your life. Do not wait till you are stressed or experiencing burnout and overwhelm. Lavinia, if someone wanted to be in contact with you to reach you or to learn more about your services, how would they go about doing so? They can contact me at 910-446-5464. Thank you so much for taking time out today for this conversation, the important topic of self-care. My pleasure.